You're listening to the British Baseball Podcast. And joining me on today's episode of the British Baseball Podcast, a man who doesn't need any introduction, but I'm going to give one anyway. I've got Mr. Paul Vernon. Paul, how are we today? I'm very well, Matt. Uh, really lovely to uh, be talking to you. Yeah, uh, well, it's not the first time that we've we've had face-to-face contact. I had the pleasure of taking part in one of your online training sessions the other week, which was really good. Sorry I missed Mrs. Tuesdays, but had uh, other commitments to attend to. There's always next week, Matt. That's the, that's, that's the right one. Yeah, I <laughs> know. if we get strike three? No, no one's got there yet, so we don't know. No, it was um, it was excellent. Really enjoyed it, and it's um, it's one of the things that I really love is is in training because I'm still so new to it. Is um, I'm just picking everything up because everything's really fresh to me. So just being able to do some of the drills that I would do in the field, we'll be able to do it in my own home. Um, yeah, yeah, super yeah. love it. So yeah, pencil me in for next week. Excellent. Um, but we're not here to talk about me. We're here to talk about your good self. Uh, so I'll stop my waffling. Um, so, Paul, do you want to tell us uh, how you started to get involved in, in baseball and how your interest first peaked? Uh, yeah. Um, uh, so um, in uh, 1992, which is obviously a long, long time ago, um, I was looking for um, a sport to play in the summer. Um, as you probably could go back a few years before that, um, in 1989, um, I was playing football. I was still playing football at that time, um, and I broke my ankle uh, playing football. Uh, and it was, um, yeah, it was a little, well, it, it was a little bit painful, but not, not too bad when it happened, anyway. Um, but yeah, I was um, laid up with it in plaster for uh, six weeks, um, and it just happened to be in October. Um, uh, so I. There used to be a channel, uh, a sports channel called Screen Sport, um, and they were covering the World Series um, live, actually, as it happened. Um, So um, I didn't do all the staying up business. I I recorded it on the old VHS recorder, um, and I'd get up in the morning and sit and watch the games. Um, All that was the plan anyway. Um, Unfortunately, I think think they managed to get a game played, maybe a couple of games played, and then this huge earthquake hit San Francisco. demolished the uh, the bridge um i mean it was huge uh, lots of lots of um, loss of life uh, unfortunately but um so uh, i watched a lot of earthquake coverage um for a couple of days uh, and then they got back to the uh, to the world series uh, battle of the bay i believe they called it so it kind of piqued my interest a little bit in baseball i thought it looked like a, a decent game uh, to, to watch and to play um but I didn't really think anything else of it until, like I said, 92. I was thinking of uh, a sport that I could play in the summer. And, of course, really, there was only cricket. Um, so I signed up to do, a, a, like, a coaching course uh, to try and be a little bit better at cricket. I played before. Um, and then uh, in the uh, autumn of that year, um, kind of late autumn, uh, the local newspaper just carried a little snippet of a, an article Um uh, and a young man called John Fletcher was asking people if they fancied having a go at playing baseball. Um, so about 10 of us kind of uh, appeared at his flat one evening and sat down and kind of decided with absolutely no knowledge whatsoever of what we were getting into that we'd, yeah, we'd have a go at playing and we thought we'd enter the, the, um, the British Baseball Federation uh, League. Um, 
So early the next year, we started to practice uh, and a gentleman called Paul Raybold, um, who's a bit of a legend in his own right in terms of, uh, of, of baseball and pitching, um, came down and gave us a, a session of, of practice and, and showed us kind of some rudiments of the game. Um, and we played for the first year, uh, first time in 1993. Uh, and that was, that was in the Southern Conference uh, Division Three East um, of the of the Federation, um, and we played for a couple of years. Um, but really, what um, what really really captured my interest was um, was was learning about the game, uh, and nobody else really was showing that much interest in coaching. So I tried to learn a bit about the game um, and tried to pass that knowledge on to other people. Um, so I so for a couple of years we played uh, and then um, I, in 95, um, I decided to kind of transition from my role uh, and my job uh, as an engineer um, <clears throat> into, I really wanted to try and get into sports development and particularly, you know, baseball development if that was possible. So I was kind of in the middle of transitioning from one career into another, um, kind of via the leisure industry. Um, but before I kind of actually managed to find a job, um, I was setting up a schools program uh, around Bracknell schools. Um, and kind of at the last minute, just before I was going to start doing that, wouldn't you know it, I get offered a job. <laughs> so my wife suggested um, very gently that um, I take the job because we needed some money. Um, and so I did. But um, uh, in order to cover the schools program, uh, I contacted Ian Smythe at the BBF, who was the the coaching coordinator um, and said, I need some help. I, you know, I, I kind of, I've set this up, but um, what can I do? So he sent me uh, a major league baseball coaching envoy. Um, and that, that was a program. I don't know if that's been mentioned to you before. It was a program whereby coaches, young coaches from America um, was, were sent over here, paid for by major league baseball uh, in order to try and develop the game, uh, not just in Great Britain, but in Europe and other places around the world. So I sent this gentleman called Vince Garcia, um, who um, uh, you've interviewed, um, and uh, he stayed with us for the summer, um, stayed with Michelle and I and the kids. Um, and probably, I mean, I don't know, I'd, I'd say, I'd estimate, I don't know, 90% of what I know about baseball, I learned from Vince that year and in the next couple of years. Um, and it was just, um, I don't know, almost like a perfect storm, really. He was in, incredibly influential over me um, and my knowledge of baseball and what we did at Bracknell. Um, and I was, I just soaked up what he told me like a sponge. Um, and uh, so it's all his fault, really. Um, but, um, and yeah, so, so from that point onwards, um, I, I, you know, I, I was involved in baseball for, and still am involved in baseball. So that's been a long time. Yeah. Um, with the club and with uh, Great Britain uh, programs um, and um, with Baseball Software UK and the BBF uh, and a number of other things that I've probably forgotten about. I'll try to remind you of some of the things that you sent over to help me with today's interviews. You've sure. got quite an impressive list of achievements. I just want to go back uh, a little bit there if we could. Um, yeah. So what was it about baseball then that made you want to leave a career in engineering and pursue it as a as a, as a project 
Um, well, I think it was, uh, I mean, I said the, the, the club had been set up for a few years um, and um, we'd actually visited some schools um, the second year that we played. So we played in 93 um, and we finished with a six and six record in the division we were playing in. Um, and we asked the BBF, we didn't finish top of that division, but we asked the BBF if we could go up to the next division. Um, and they said yes. Uh, so we thought, right, well, really, we need we need a manager, really. We need somebody that kind of knows what they're talking about. And we'd say our sight's pretty high. You know, we didn't want to mess about. Um, uh, we, we decided that, I mean, it's in our constitution. Our aim is to win the national championship. Um, so we, um, we wrote to uh, the baseball magazine in those days, uh, which was run by uh, Kevin McAdam um, and Wendy. Uh, and um, we wrote this letter and just said, oh, you know, we, we want a, a manager. Um, they published the letter and next to our letter on the letters page was a letter from a gentleman called Ivan Stroud asking if there were any baseball teams in England who needed a baseball manager and a baseball coach. Um, so um, we kind of met up and hit it off and, and Ivan came with me into some of the schools that we did. I mean, that must have been 93. Um, and yeah, I, I mean, as to exactly what it was about baseball, I don't, I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, it was, it was a combination of, um, of things really. Um, and I've been an apprentice at a company called Ferranti. Um, now I know Ferranti used to have some, some, um, uh, some buildings and some works up in Manchester around with the Withenshaw area. Yeah. Um, so I, I, you know, I've, I've, um, I've been, I've done, done an apprenticeship, probably, you know, an old fashioned four year apprenticeship, um, with studying at college. Um, and, uh, I'd done some really quite interesting work, uh, commissioning first of class systems for, uh, naval ships and things like that. Um, and then I kind of fell into a pool of engineers that were looking after, again, some other quite interesting subjects. We worked on um, some uh, navigation and display systems for airships that were at the time being touted as a, a, a solution for um, policing and things like that. Um, uh, and that was all really exciting. But when that all kind of finished, when those projects went away, I was kind of dumped back into a pool of engineers that were looking at, you know, some pretty, pretty mundane stuff, really. Um, so my interest in baseball kind of coincided with a uh, like a downturn in my interests in engineering. Um, and again, it was kind of you know uh, right place, right time, I guess you could say. Yeah. Um, and and so yeah, um, I mean, I didn't really know whether I would be able to find a paid role. They, they were very well, I mean, almost non-existent in those days. Um, and yeah, so I, I guess I didn't really know what was what was out there uh, in terms of that. But I kind of thought the best thing to do was probably to move from what I was doing into leisure management. And then maybe there was an option to kind of get involved with sports development from there. So that's, that's what I did. So the job I was actually offered was working as a leisure attendant at a local um, hotel. Um, yeah. uh, and then from there I moved on to something else. So yeah, I, I mean, it, it was something different. There's obviously a lot to learn. Um, and it struck me, I think, that that was the case at the time. Um, lots to learn, lots to pass on. And uh, yeah, it was, it was probably quite a challenge. Uh, at that point, I had sort of grand ideas of, you know, building a facility and managing it and, um, you know, managing to live on that, obviously. But um, at the time, that just wasn't feasible at all. Yeah. Do you think we'll ever see anything like the Envoy programme again in British baseball? 
Um, I, I, I think um, uh, there's, a, there's a possibility. I mean, I think it was something that was very successful. There's, there's obviously there's been a number of programs that have that have come uh, to, to Great Britain. Um, uh, schools programs and uh, you know youth league programs, um, uh, both of which I've had some in, some involvement in. Um, but I think um, there's no question that uh, I think somebody else mentioned this on on one of your one of your shows. If you if you put uh, an American voice in front of uh, a, a group of school kids, um, they can say exactly the same thing as you or I might say, but they'll be listened to a lot more. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I, I think I think it, that that element was was great. I think I think there was some. Uh, the, I think that the almost the difficulty is that that the envoys are really good at generating enthusiasm and interest, um, but somebody's got to kind of pick that up. And uh, if, if that interest is is peaked, then 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 yeah, absolutely, the 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 kids can carry on and go to a club and enjoy what they're doing. Um, but yeah, I mean, I we, we also found I think that having somebody with with the level of knowledge um, uh, that, that Vince had was just, I mean, like I say, I just tried to soak up everything that he told me like a sponge. And yeah. um, he introduced me to working with the the the, the Great Britain programs. Uh, and eventually we set up the the academy um, uh, and, and work with that. Uh, but yeah, yeah. I mean, I think, I think it's, I think it was a fantastic program. Um, I know there's some organizations who kind of, do their own version of it. You know, they can get young players over from the States to play with them and those players can go into schools and, and Bracknell did that as well. Um, uh, some some high school kind of guys that came over and, and, and stayed in homes with people and, and went into schools and enthused the kids around the, around the area, which definitely worked, definitely worked for us, um, okay. without a doubt. And what sort of things can you tell us then with you? You said you were in, involved in the GB setup. Um, and that was that through Vince directly, or how how did that come around? Well, it's kind of introduced by Vince. Vince is Vince got involved with um, with with the GB programs, um, and um, uh, yeah, kind of dragged me along with him. Really, um, the, the 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 order of stuff kind of gets a bit mixed up in my mind. But um, I'm just really looking over it now. Um, um, under 16s to 18s, 13s, 15s. So yeah, it's it's a lot of like different age groups. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I mean, all I was, different I, positions. I worked with the juniors um, uh, for 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 most of the time. I was involved with the with the national team, so that's the under 18s. Um, from um, I mean, the first time I went uh, away with them, um, I think I think I went on a couple of weeks' notice, really, because the gentleman who was looking after it unfortunately wasn't able to go. So we went to Düsseldorf in Germany. Um, and um, played in what was then called the the A pool. It's now called the, the like the Championship pool. Um, and I think um, I might be mistaken about the dates, but I know uh, Gavin Marshall, um, who's spoken to you, talked about um, securing a place at the A pool. And I'm not quite sure if that was if that was his time or if that was a little bit before. Um, but yeah, so that was an A pool that we went to in Düsseldorf. Um, and they, we, we were relegated from that tournament and then went to Namur in Belgium. Um, and I think Vince came to uh, Dusseldorf, uh, but then wasn't able to come to Namur. Um, but Kevin McAdam came with me as the, as the, as the general manager of both of those, both of those squads. <coughs> um, 
so yeah it, it's um i mean i i remember some fantastic uh experiences um with with those uh with those trips um and i think um we were kind of we were kind of up against it a lot of the time in terms of the experience that our players had um we were playing against players who who were playing quite a lot of games uh, each year uh, and some of our some of our players um played very little uh, and played in youth baseball but but not in not in adult baseball um so i think it's um that's all kind of interesting i i i i think i mean, jay rod is doing a fantastic job with the legends and getting those young players an opportunity to play and it's something that we work quite hard uh to try and get to happen back in the um back in the the early 2000s in order to get the kids the experience that they needed yeah. and we always came away from tournaments thinking yeah no they they need more experience of playing um and you know seeing a curveball for the you know so they don't see a curveball for the first time when they go and play in those tournaments um uh so so yeah it was um again uh you know lots and lots of um good experiences and 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 super memories of of working with those young players um uh, and of course a couple of those young players were were uh Will Linton and Liam Carroll who've gone on to gone on to wonderful things um uh since then um yeah I've heard, I've heard of them before those two lads yeah yeah um which is <laughs> that's obviously lovely to see yeah what were your highlights then from from your GB days um well, I think um, uh, there's, there's there's obviously successes that you can that you can point to. Um, I think it was in 2004. Um, I was assistant coach on the program uh, that played in uh, Antwerp in Belgium that won the Beeple uh, under um, Tom Gillespie's uh, stewardship, um, and that was. That was quite a, a fantastic achievement, really, to, to win that and, and get promoted to the championships the next year, um, uh, which I also went to. Um, but yeah, I, I think I think the whole the whole thing really, um, you know, the, the the setting up of the academy, which, to the best of my knowledge, it was it was myself and Vince and Kevin McAdam. I think Ian Smythe had a um, had a, a, a some involvement in that too um was great and um uh the days uh the, the weekends really that we used to spend at upper hayford um which was an old uh us army but uh, sorry air force base yeah um great um you know working with the kids as much as we could um uh we would run an academy session one day with as many kids that has turned up and then we'd run a junior session on the sunday so and we had to stop when when we stayed. We stayed in in the gym at Hayford, so everybody like slept in the gym um, on little camp beds and uh, put you up beds and sleeping bags and things like that. Um, uh, I, just, I read an article um, uh, the other day um, about when that closed, um, uh, which 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 brought, brought some memories back of that. Um, but um, yeah, I mean, I think I think my main memories really are of the people that I met um, uh, when we played in in Sweden. Um, I made very good friends with with their head coach and the guy that ran their academy, Tony Klarberg, 
um, who I still keep in touch with. Um, and as I say, I think if, if you go from the first, the first tournament that I went to with the juniors was in 99. <clears throat> um, and then in 2010, um, we went to Atnang Puckheim in Austria. Uh, and Lee uh, and Liam came with me as my assistant coach, um, so it kind that kind of went full circle, if you like. Yeah. <clears throat> and then I believe um, uh, Will was also on that trip. Yes, he was. He was a, a young player, fifteen-year-old player, came on that trip. And when we went uh, the last time, the last time I went away with the, the junior squad was when they went to Florida um, for a US AAA tournament. Um, and um, and Will, I believe, was the head coach uh, on that trip. Um, and I kind of kind of knew that at that point they they'd learnt enough. Um, they knew enough. They knew far more than I did about about how to coach and, and manage uh, our game. Um, and it was just the right time, I think, for me to step back and uh i mean not not let them have the reins because it was probably going to happen anyway but it wasn't a question of me letting anybody do anything they were they were in a position to do it and do a better job than i was how was it a difficult decision to make then or did did you just uh, trust it, it wasn't it wasn't um, i mean um I, I i knew what you know i knew how much they knew um uh, my son played um, for a lot of the time um on the great britain junior squad um, i'm trying to think when he first when he would have first started, it would have been about 09, I think maybe 08. Um, and he was aging out as well. Um, so, I mean, that was, a, that was certainly, a, that was a contributory factor. Um, I would have been quite happy to carry on um, if I felt I was the right person. Um, and, and of course, I, I mean, I, I, I coached and managed before he was old enough to, to play on that, on that squad. Um, but yeah, um, it, and I don't think it was really, no. Um, I think, um, as <clears throat> people talk about burnout a little bit with with baseball and coaching, especially in 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 the UK, um, and I was, um, it, I, I think it was probably just the the time for me to 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 stop and take a little bit of a step back, um, and um, uh, I, I just my my daughter um, had had a couple of young children, uh, so I it was just the right time for me to kind of step back and spend a little bit more time with them. Um, and uh, and let other people do the fantastic job that they've done since. Awesome. So with your involvement spanning like 30 years within, within British baseball, are there any unique challenges that you uh, face then that you don't really see now? What, back then? Mm -hmm. um, uh, probably, yeah. Well, the first thing that occurs to me is from an organisational point of view, there was no, there was no internet, um, there was no smartphones, um, so you had to kind of make all sort of arrangements on the telephone or a practice, you know, the, the week before, um, uh, I mean, you know, it wasn't, it's not like we were sending out smoke signals or anything like that, but, um, obviously things are a lot more in, uh, a lot easier nowadays yeah. with, with, um, social media and, um, and what have you. Um, I, I don't, I don't really think, um, that much else has, has changed. Um, I think, uh, I probably probably with social media and with there's a lot a lot more things that uh, young people especially can do with their time nowadays, um, and uh, I think 
other coaches probably will agree you're fighting against those things all the time to to keep young players interested and committed um i think uh commitment levels probably and, and as i've just described i think there are reasons why commitment levels have dropped and there's just so many other things for people to do um so i think thinking back i think in our first season we probably used about 15 players um that's probably something that that would be very difficult to do um nowadays um, um but i think i think yeah i think i think that the challenges uh, are probably very similar um uh in terms of publicizing what you're doing and making sure people know about it you know, 30 years you know, as you say almost 30 years into the existence of our clubs people still go oh i didn't know there was baseball in bracknell and you go well you know yeah there is <laughs> it's funny you should mention that because when we arrived at the battle for britain uh, this weekend we we got to where the, the sat nav had told us where even though like a mile away from where we were we pulled up at this gate and his fella got out uh, something to come or something so i wound the window down and i shouted over to her and said right mate do you know where the baseball field is he went what baseball field and we're literally on the car park for the field yeah. and it's just like oh come on dude yeah 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 i mean i think that's that's um you know again i think social media has made things a lot easier in terms of of telling people what's going on and where they can play and uh you know uh, diamond finders and that sort of stuff but yeah. like i said that Back when we started, you know, you, John John got this little message out in the newspaper, um, and that newspaper doesn't exist anymore. It's everything's online. Um, I mean, I yeah, I used to deliver that newspaper, so it's it, you know that's it's it's a bit it's a bit weird in 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 terms of that sort of thing that it's not there anymore. But yeah, um, yeah. So um, I was going to ask what what you what you do now. You've you sort of retired from baseball but that question that applied to you because you're still playing a bit now aren't you <laughs> well um well yeah uh, i mean um I, I i play i play softball uh now um and, and i thoroughly enjoy that and i uh, the, the and i and i coach that to anybody that wants to talk to me and that will listen to me about about um about playing uh, and getting better um uh, i still love doing that um uh, I played. You're right. I played a little bit this year um, because um, uh, Sarah Daughtry at uh, home plate at Farnham Park has been organising some turn up and play games. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. So um, uh, three three weeks we did of that, and and that was great fun. Um, I managed to pitch a little bit, and I caught a little bit, um, and met with some uh, some old friends like uh, Earl played, um, Mike Catterbottle, who was on the. The Bracknell Blazers uh, Championship team in 2009 uh, turned up. John Boyd uh, turned up. Um, so that was, uh, yeah, that was a lot of fun. And it was really cool because we were able to, you know, get some, some newcomers involved in the game as well. So, um, and get some people, some experience of, of, of pitching uh, and doing some other things, which otherwise they wouldn't have got. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so, so um, I've, little bit of baseball and i've um my my niece uh jessica vernon has um has has been uh, has been playing some baseball and has been uh, learning how to pitch uh so i've been with her a couple of times to a couple of bracknell games and probably um made a bit of a nuisance of myself telling <laughs> telling the guys things that they could do a little bit better um uh but 
yeah so um i've 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 kind of kept my hand in a little bit this year and as and as you know as you as you mentioned um i still i run a, a little virtual practice um for for anybody that wants to come along and have a go every, every tuesday evening and we've done that right through lockdown um and it's um i don't know some people say you know it's limited what we can do but we can we can do stuff you know we can yeah. practice different things something's, and, something's um, better than nothing yeah and, and i think the skills you know the, the drills that we've been doing uh, i think are really useful i mean i've noticed the real difference uh in my shoulder and my strength and uh, agility um through doing the th things that we've been doing and i feel a lot more confident um about uh, about about playing um i'm reaching an age where i probably should think about stopping um but uh, it's just so much fun, uh, and if I can look after myself, uh, I'll carry on for as long as I can. Yeah, you can't stop us. <laughs> this five pages of notes here has, has got to become a novel at some point. I won't be happy until this is in our back. Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's one thing that's highlighted on here that I want to touch on as well. Um, we're talking about coaching. Yeah. In 2001, you were involved with San Francisco Giants instructional league camp as part of the MLB international coaching development program I was uh, yeah how did you get involved in that uh well uh, again I think kind of right place right time uh, really the MLB were running that program uh for coaches in Europe um and they offered uh a couple of places to uh to British coaches um and yeah I mean as as, as the, the the um I, I just I just started and been involved with um the GB programs for a few years and obviously uh, made an impression on whoever made the decision uh, that, that perhaps I should go. I went with uh, Gary Roberts, who at the time was the, the senior squad head coach. Um, and we spent, uh, yeah, two weeks um, with the San Francisco Giants Instructional League with their uh, coaches, their roving coaches who would come in um, people like Willie McGee, uh, people like Lee Smith, who at the time was like the all-time saves leader. Um, and uh, yeah, um, uh, we, we, we got on really well with him. We ended up going out to dinner with him uh, one evening. Um, and we walked into this restaurant, which I dare say he, he, he knew about and they knew him. Um, but we walked into this uh, restaurant and there was lots and lots of baseball memorabilia all around the wall. Um, and the first signed baseball we came to was a Lee Smith signed baseball. It was kind of really, really strange. Um, and then we just sat down and we just shot the breeze with him. He was just a, uh, a really, really nice guy. Um, but yeah, I, I think we learned a lot. Um, I mean, I learned a lot from that week. Um, we watched the pitchers getting ready. We watched them throwing ball pens. We watched, um, I mean, all of the information that those coaches passed on to those young players who were kind of, you know, they'd just been signed. They'd obviously shown some evidence of, of talent, um, but they needed to be kind of told how the game worked and what their role was within the game and kind of fine-tune stuff because they were so athletic and so good. They probably had found that, that where they'd gotten to, they'd gotten to fairly easily. Um, and now they were in the show and they really needed to kind of knuckle down and uh, and work work hard to improve their skills. Um, so yeah, it was that, that was it was so much fun. We'd we'd um, I mean we'd be up early, we'd be at the field, we'd watch, uh, and to be honest with you, get involved in their practices. They let me hit fungos one day, which was to the infielders, which was which was kind of neat. Yeah. Um, 
and then we'd watch the games and then we'd suit up. We would go and watch them play against another instructional league team in the afternoon. Um, it was, uh, yeah, I mean, stuff of dreams, really. Um, uh, so, yeah, that, that was a really good couple of weeks. The one thing, I mean, the main thing I brought away with me was that, um, you know, the stuff that we were doing, the stuff that I'd been taught to do with our young players was what they do. Um, you know, so the, the, the basic stuff was, I came away a lot more confident about what I was doing with the young players yeah. that we were working with because that's what they were doing there. Um, oh, that's cool. So, yeah, yeah, it was a, it was a, a great experience. Um, awesome. Really good. Did you meet any, uh, any names there? You want to name drop anyone? Uh, well, I, I mentioned Lee Smith um, and, and Willie McGee. Um, we, um, again, I mean, we were trying to pick the brains of coaches, really. And there was a gentleman there by the name of uh, Joey Amalfitano, um, who had been involved in baseball. Now, I'm guessing they've probably got it written down somewhere, but, but like 50 years of involvement in baseball. Um, and we knew that he base coached. So uh, I kind of said to him, could, would you mind, you know, could you just give me some pointers on base coaching, you know, whatever time you've got. Um, and he chatted away and he told us all about, you know, freezing on a line drive and told us that um, he had different signs for different players because uh, some players are not very clever. <laughs> um, so he had to have different sign systems for them. Um, and uh, I mean, the time flew by, but after about 45 minutes, he said, that's about all I can tell you. And I was like, well, that's, that's incredible. You know, that's, that's was just so good of him to spend that time um, talking to us about all the different things that could possibly happen. Um, and uh, yeah, that, that was, that was, a, that was kind of a special moment. A very, very generous gentleman. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's great to see that those, uh, it's, it's the same with it. It's like people involved that I've spoken to, I'm, I'm yet to, to meet anyone or speak to anyone that thinks that, above the station it's such a pleasure to chat with people and i think when you see people that, that you kind of idolize within a game and they're just as level-headed as you are and just as talkative it it just adds an extra layer to someone some said to me some time ago or i i heard somebody or, or perhaps in an interview or something if you know we're, we're trying to make our players as, as good as they can be um and we're trying to make them as good you know that, that they need to be we want them to be good people as well as good baseball players yeah. And if I make, if I help to make your player and your team a better player and a better team, I've got to make my player a better player and a better team. So the challenge is there all the time to make people as good as they can be. Um, so yeah, if 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 I if I speak to somebody um, and and try and make them better, it just means that I've got to keep looking for ways to make my players better. And so you know, it keeps keeps you on your toes. Yeah. So what, what um, motivates you and keeps you going then at, at this sort of stage? Because you're still involved. Um, like I said, you could easily just just hung your cleats up and, and uh, rode it out. So how do you keep yourself on, on top of your game? I'm not really sure I'd know what to do with myself, to be honest. Um, uh, I mean, I, I, I just love working with people who, who, who want to work and who want to, who want to get better. Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm, thankful that we've got a few players like that um, that play softball and they want to get better. Um, and yeah, if I can, if I can pass on some of my knowledge to, um, to, to some of those players, then, then, then that's great. And, and it's, yeah, I mean, I like hitting the ball, I like fielding the ball and throwing the ball and, um, you know, be, being involved in, in a athletic endeavor. Um, 
uh, and yeah, I mean, I, I just still have loads and loads of fun with it. I'm on my, I must admit, my um, I listened to um, I listened to your the show with uh, Jay Rod and Chris Ward uh, today, um, and I got so so excited about what Jay Rod was talking about um, because it's stuff we've 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 taught players before, um, but it's kind of uh something which which everybody needs to to understand and buy into i think if our if our game is going to get better just the the simple ideas the you know the nine to five idea and you know i i i've i've always told players that they should put their gloves in the same place and and somebody shouldn't have to walk all the way into the dugout to go get their glove if they're on you know first base they shouldn't have to walk all the way to the third base side to to get gloves and that's not you know i mean i was taught i was taught that that was the right thing to do um and understand why you know it just speeds the game up and um you know you're much better off playing especially i mean single a which is what Bracknell played this year the, the the game's the time so you know get as much time on the field actually playing baseball as you can uh, and cut down on the time in between innings and um yeah that, that that was really you know it kind of i was i was thinking right i need to kind of talk to the softball team about this because softball is not always the most the speediest game it's quick you know it's quicker in terms of you know, people put the ball in play a lot more yeah. often, so you get a lot more opportunities to make plays. But you know, it's it's very much a, um, I don't know the, uh, I think I think people could get on and off the field a little bit quicker. Let's put it that yeah. way. For a moment, then I thought you were going to talk about the Matrix, but I'm glad, I'm glad you mentioned that bit. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I'm sure that made a lot of sense. I don't know the last time I saw that film, so um, my, my wife will probably tell me we saw it about three weeks ago, but I don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't know when when I saw it last. Do you have a favourite um, baseball movie or sports movie? Uh, well, yeah, I do. Um, I mean, in terms of baseball, I, I've got to echo what uh, um, what the guys said on that show. The Sandlot is is a super film. Um, but I think my 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 um, my favourite. Uh, I, well, I mean, I, I still consider it to be. It's a sports film. I I, I like the Hoosiers with uh, Gene Hackman. Gene Hackman. Something else here, I think. But that's a super film. Um, just about, um, I mean, what was it? He, he had five players at practice, and one of them misbehaved, so he sent him home. Uh, and uh, you know that that's that's uh, there's. I don't know that that's necessarily the right way to coach, but certainly it kind of worked in that situation because his dad brought him back because he wanted him to play, um, and uh, the kids started to listen. Um, but yeah, I like I like that film. I mean, Barbara Hershey's very gorgeous as well. But um, yeah, it's. Um, that's a, that's a nice film. Lots and lots of good films. You, they also talked about uh, a league of their own, didn't they? Which was a yeah fantastic film. Um, yeah, it's classic. Yeah, cracking movie. I'm gonna move move on a bit. I'm gonna gonna play a little game with you. Um, so let me switch to my spreadsheets. The money balls are my favourite ones because it's about analytics and baseball. So I'm a spreadsheet monkey. That's why Lovely. I'm I like a good spreadsheet. Um, so I'm gonna mention some names to you. And I want you to tell me what comes to mind about them. Not so much their playing ability, but what kind of people they are. Okay. Um, so I've, uh, I've been poking around. I've got some names from some people. Okay. Yeah. Be interesting. So, um, Vince Garcia. Yeah. Well, Vince, Vince, um, again, I mean, I said before, uh, just a, a huge influence on, on my, not just my baseball, uh, career, but on my life. Um, uh, I, I'm still really, really close to Vince. Um, I went to went actually um, to see him last last 
year um the opportunity arose to go and see him uh, around uh, new york um and uh, so i took that opportunity he'd flown over from uh from nevada to with with a team of, of players to play in a tournament um out that way uh so it was really really lovely to spend uh you know a, a day with him um out in new jersey um and uh yeah i, I was also really lucky lucky that um i managed to tie up with another good friend of mine, Dave Phillips, um, who was also out there at the time, who's, who's also had uh, a big influence on, on, uh, on my career and on my life. Um, so that, that was really good. But yeah, Vince is, um, Vince is the main reason that uh, I, I do what I do today and that I did what I did with, with baseball. Um, uh, yeah, very, very influential. Um, I, I think if I, I could record again with any guest, it would probably be Vince. I bet it would be, yeah. Because I, I had, well, when I first started off doing it, I literally was down to like 30 minutes worth of time. And I yeah. think it's like maybe the fourth person I've done. And now I'm into like, I'm pushing nearly 50 episodes. I feel a bit more comfortable with it and knowing what I know. I think yeah. I an opportunity to speak to Vince again. I would, well, I would he's, as you know, he's, he's very shy and retiring. So you probably would have a bit of trouble getting him back on, wouldn't you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Next name I've got for you is Tom Gillespie. Tom, yeah, uh, another very, very good friend. Uh, um, Tom, uh, Tom took over um, from Vince as the uh, game development director in the UK, um, uh, and yeah, I mean, Tom uh, is is a, a, a fantastic guy. Um, full on when he played. Um, uh, again, I think it's it's kind of a measure of of a friendship when you know you, you go and visit somebody uh, and they come and visit you. Uh, and Tom's Tom's out in Hamburg now, um, married with a couple of lovely children. Uh, and Michelle and I um, go and see them uh, whenever you know as uh, as often as we can. Every every two or three years, we'll, we'll try and get out there to see them. And whenever Tom gets an opportunity to to be in the UK through his job uh, as a as a scout, um, an MLB scout, um, we catch up. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, again, I think a, a huge influence on on the game in this country as Vince was, um, uh, and uh, yeah, yeah, a, 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 lo- a great man. Awesome. Next name we've got is Luke Russell. <laughs> Luke Russell. Um, yeah, Luke, Luke was um, uh, a, a student at East Hampstead Park School when when we first started the program in Bracknell really um, and it kind of ties into the the other guy that I just mentioned there Dave Phillips um, Dave um, was um, I don't know the, the best way to explain what well or describe him would, would be he was a US file hmm. um, so uh, there's probably an official name for that but um, yeah he loved all things about the US and and dreamed of, of living in America um, and uh, applying his trade as a, as a teacher uh, there. Um, so I'll, I'll come back to him in a sec, but um, yeah, Luke, Luke was um, uh, a, a student at the school um, and was probably, I think, um, uh, you know, one of, one of Bratnell's first young superstars. Um, we did lots and lots of work with the school. They took part in lots and lots of different activities and programs, the Pitch It and Run program uh, so some of their kids got sent um, up to, again, I think that was Hull, uh, to the European Championships when they took part in like the National Pitch It and Run Finals. Um, but Luke um, very quickly 
um, became very proficient at the game uh, and proficient as a pitcher um, and uh, started playing on the Bracknell adult team, uh, got selected to um, the Great Britain squads. And I mentioned, I think, the 99 uh, tournament in Dusseldorf. Uh, Luke was on that squad. And I'm pretty sure, um, again, this is where my memory is really, really bad. Um, I mean, I know he pitched a fantastic game. Uh, I'm not sure if, if the, the team won the game, but pitched a fantastic game in, in, um, <clears throat> in that tournament. Um, uh, yeah, and, and uh, he, he took the very brave decision um, at the time. Um, I mean, other players kind of did around him uh, to go to America and study um, and play. Um, and uh, yeah, he's, um, he met a, a, a lovely girl um, and married her and has got a couple of lovely kids out there. Um, I was just messaging him earlier in the week to see how things were going for him. Um, but yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, worked so hard on his game at Bracknell um, and uh, yeah, kind of, he played with Liam um, and was that sort of age group when, when, uh, when they played together. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, super, super young man. And speaking of Liam, who's the next name on the list? Liam Carroll. Liam. Um, I was speaking to Liam earlier on, actually, about, about some of the things. Um, he, yeah, Liam, um, what, what an incredible journey he's had uh, in the sport. Um, <clears throat> and he, um, he first came to Bracknell, um, I, I, I'm guessing he was 12, 13 years old uh, to play. But he used to travel from Crewcoon. Uh, like, like three and a half, four hours on the train, um, would come up and stay with Michelle and I. He'd play youth baseball on the Saturday and he'd play uh, adult baseball on the Sunday. And then he would get the train all the way back down to, to Crewkern. Um, <clears throat> and um, yeah, I mean, his, he will have talked to you about his, his story. Um, uh, but yeah, um, incredible drive um, and passion for our game. Um, that passion drove him to learn as much as he could and, you know, make, make um, pretty big sacrifices really to, to be in, in the places that he's been to. Um, uh, and yeah, what, what an incredible job he did um, managing uh, the Great Britain senior team. Um, uh, yeah. Fantastic coach. Uh, I mean, one of the, one of the best coaches, I think, this country uh, has produced. Yeah, yeah. Uh, last name for you, I've got is Will Linton. Will, well, uh, it, Will, um, Will and Liam, I think of um, very synonymously because they, they, they played uh, around about the same time for Great Britain. Uh, Liam is uh, just a little bit, bit older, um, but Will has done the same thing. Uh, you know, they're, they're, they're um, I kind of think of them as as, as have, having very parallel journeys in terms of, you know, they played when they were younger and they went to the States uh, and played and learned their craft as, as coaches and players <clears throat> um, and have come back and have influenced the sport over here um, an incredible amount. Um, uh, very proud of, of both of them um, and what they've achieved within our sport. Um, and I think certainly um, pitching and catching are in very, very safe hands, if you'll pardon the pun, um, yeah. in, in Will. Um, he, I've, I've watched him coach um, uh, some of the sessions that he's done, he did with the pitchers, um, because Jessica 
uh, went along uh, to um, to be coached by him. Um, and yeah, I mean, very very exciting to to listen to him talk to the players and just so so knowledgeable about um, about pitching and catching. Um, and one of my, I, I mean, you, you asked about proud moments. One of the proudest moments that I think I can remember is um, <clears throat> is going to watch uh, the Great Britain team play um, in uh, in Holland a few years ago, um, and um, and both of them coming up to me and uh, uh, after the game, uh, and we had a, a, a super uh, photograph taken, um, which I've still got on the wall. Um, yeah, on your Facebook. Yeah, that's right. Yes, that's right. Yeah, nice uh, picture. Yeah, and no, that was a super picture, and and it was um it was really really kind of them to to come and um and ask um for that to be taken. Um, very very uh, precious to me. Awesome. Um, Will also said uh, he wanted me to pass on his best, and he said that all of this is your fault. Yeah, he he, he tends to say that. I mean, I'm 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 I'm, I'm very proud of, of myself if he thinks that I, I played a, a part in, um, in in the journey that he's that he's made um, yeah but he's he's um, he drove he drove himself um, to do what he did um, and to become as good as he's become as a coach uh, so yeah I dispute it's all my fault um, <laughs> Brilliant. Jessica also says that you've uh, you've coached almost everybody um, and anybody and played with everybody and anybody. Um, so every time that she meets somebody, they always mention you. How, how would you like to be remembered uh, once you've hang, hung up your cleats? Uh, what, what sort of legacy do you want to be known to have left? Um, I, I don't know. Um, I, I, I talked about Dave Phillips uh, a little bit, a little bit earlier. Um, and um, uh, when I saw him in, uh, uh, in the States last year, um, we, we spent some really nice times together, just walking around New York and, um, uh, with uh, with Michelle and with Lynn, um, and we were just talking about coaching and teaching because he's a he's a, a professor now at um, uh, at Salisbury University, um, and he said, you know what, you know what, Paul, he said, I've figured all this out, this teaching and coaching business. He said, he said it's just about loving people, uh, and I think he was right, and and I think you know that's I don't know that's it, it's it's um, I don't know if it's a bit a bit twee, but it's. I, th I think um, uh, I'd, I've never, I've not thought too much really about about um, how I'd like to be remembered. But I just think you're just somebody that worked as hard as they could. Um, you know, I worked as hard as I could on the field with with I think pretty limited capabilities. Um, <clears throat> uh, and over time, uh, I, I, I became better. Um, I'd like to think I'd, I'm patient with people. I think that mistakes are an essential part of of our game and an essential part of learning. Um, uh, but yeah, I think just, just somebody that, that, that's approachable and, uh, I'm, I'm, you know, if people won't ask me questions. Uh, I, I try and give them the best answers that I've got. Um, so yeah, I, I just think that, 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 that one, that one quote kind of sticks with me from Dave. Um, it was, a you know, uh, I think, I think a fair reflection of, 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 of our roles as a, as a coach. Um, I did put the feelers out for some listener questions. I had a couple come back in. Uh, Joel Watkins um, said, Bracknell is a rare example of a club that's grown to offer the holy grail of both youth and adult baseball and softball. How have you achieved this? And what's your advice to clubs wanting to expand their appeal? Um, 
well, my advice to clubs to to do that is is to is to find people who can help you to do it. Um, uh, I mean, I, I did. I was involved with uh, youth programs uh, at Bracknell, and we had uh, some success um, when I did that. Um, but I still, I mean, <clears throat> I think uh, uh, we we had some other very good coaches um, back then, um, but uh, that that were that oversaw some of those some of the national championships. Uh, that we achieved um but um uh i think um you need you need people to 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 do things um and i think we're really happy we're really happy and really lucky at bracknell that we've got people who will look after stuff jack looks after the baseball and jessica uh looks after the the youth programs that we run um and i support them both as much as i can um but it's their you know that's their babies um and softball is appealing to me at the moment because I can play that. And after, a, you know, a, an hour and a half of baseball, that's probably about enough for me. Um, uh, <clears throat> um, so, I mean, I don't know. I think, I think what I've been involved in through my career is what I wanted to be involved in. Um, and the time was right. And there were people around uh, to take some pressure off. So when I did, did want to have an involvement with, with the youth teams at Bracknell, because that's when, my son was the right age to do that. Um, somebody was there. Rob Rance was there to to look after the the, the Blazers uh, and eventually, of course, lead them to the national title in two thousand and nine. Um, and when that when I when I wanted to move on from those youth teams, there was uh, there were people there. Andy Rose, who was who were were happy to kind of take that role on uh, and and lead that with uh, Jean Remiard. So it was, I think, again, uh, I think perhaps our club has been fairly lucky that those people have been around at the right time. Um, uh, and as I say, with, with, our, with our softball programme and with our committee, we've got some super people on the committee that um, the club can trust to look after the money and make sure everybody's safe <coughs> um, and to run our meetings. Um, so, yeah, I, I mean, you, you just have to surround yourself with good people and you have to um, trust them to do what you need them to do um, uh, and, and kind of be on hand to, to give the give advice as and when they want it and of course sometimes when they don't. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. Um, Will actually contribute a couple of questions too. It says you were involved in the heyday of youth baseball programming specifically in planning and delivering pitch hit and run in schools and play ball. What elements of those programs should British baseball embrace and try to bring back to make youth baseball really thrive? Yeah, I, I mean, I think those programs were, 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 were really good. Um, I think uh, the key for the, to the success of those programs though, is I think having, um, having people that want to, to run them. Um, and that, I mean, that sounds, I think probably it might, might be fairly simple, but if, for example, you're going to put a program into a school, the, I think it works for a little while if you're then going to invite those children from the school along to a club environment. Um, and once they're in the club environment, if they enjoy it, then they'll stay. Um, and of course, if you, um, if you, if you, if you introduce the game to enough children, then you're going to, you're going to make that happen. Um, I think, I think the key for me probably is if, if there's a schools program, 
I think the schools need to buy into it and the schools need to lead the delivery of it um, because it's great. You were talking about the Envoy program uh, and things like that. You know, it comes back to the same thing. If you, if you, if as a local coach, you go in and deliver that program and then you then leave that program, uh, somebody's got to pick it up. Um, so I kind of think the key really is to excite people within those delivery environments and, um, and, and want, you know, want them to carry on doing uh, that when you're not going to, when you're not doing it anymore or when you've decided to move on to another school. And that's not an easy thing uh, to, to achieve um, because of, I mean, in schools, the pressure that teachers are under to, to deliver um, the things that they have to deliver. Um, they're, they're, I mean, they're under immense pressure um, yeah. all the time um, and do an incredible job of what they do. Um, so, you know, I thought, but I think for me, that's the key really to successful programs like that is, is, is having somebody to, to run it. And that's, that's kind of what happened with, with East Hampstead Park School in Bracknell and Dave Phillips. Dave loved delivering those programs and loved teaching the kids to play baseball. We'd run lunchtime baseball leagues and things like that, um, uh, which were fantastic to go and see. Um, but yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's somebody excited, excited enough to want to deliver it and continue to deliver it. Awesome. Um, he also asked, you've been around amazing coaches. What are two or three lessons that have stuck with you over time? Um, <clears throat> I think, um, I think keeping things simple. Um, uh, I think, positive feedback is, is invaluable. Um, and, uh, one of my favorite, one of my favorite books is a book called positive coaching, which I'd show you, but my niece has borrowed it. Uh, and so she's got it at the moment. Yeah. Um, uh, and yeah, so I think, I think being positive, um, and I think, I think more recently I've, I've really embraced the idea that, that mistakes are just essential to the way we learn. Um, and you know they're they're almost to be to be celebrated, um, uh, and um, I think that's 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 something that's very important to me. And and I, as I say, I'll, I'll mention that that podcast um, again with uh, with J Rod and Chris Ward. The stuff that J Rod was talking about, really really simple stuff to to establish um, uh, a philosophy uh, for your club and to get people to understand what baseball can do for them. Um, in terms of you know a bit of discipline and supporting other people uh, in really really simple ways, um, um, yeah. I mean, I think I think I think that's I think they're pretty key things. And yeah, and I mean, friendship is 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 a huge thing that um, that I've benefited from uh, through through the sports. Just um, I mean, so many names that I'll um, I've, I've probably. There's people I probably should have mentioned that I, that I haven't and, and probably could spend another show uh, talking about. <laughs> That's decent. That's really good. Uh, I was going to ask something a bit similar to, to what Will asked, and it's um, with all the experience and knowledge that you've gained over time, is there any advice that you would give to players and coaches? Uh, yeah, um, have fun. Um, I mean, I think, I think that's... Uh, you know, if, if you're having fun, then you'll learn better um, and you'll play better. Um, and I think I think the other thing uh, that that I think is is really important that, that I talk to to young younger people about is that um, you've got a long career. 
you know, um, you're not going to be perfect right now, um, but you can take a step today to be better, um, you know, in, in whatever you're doing. Um, so if you can, if you can take that step uh, and f commit to finding a way to be better every day, then those little steps are going to add up um, and you're going to be, you know, uh, as time goes on, you're going to be better. Um, and whatever experience you have, uh, you're going to be uh, a better person and a, and a better baseball or softball player. Um, so yeah, patience, fun. Uh, and uh, yeah, that, I think, I think they're the two things that spring to mind right now. Awesome. Thank you. Uh, one last question for me before I leave the last word to you. Uh, one that I like to ask all of my guests is uh, if you had one wish for British baseball, what would it be? Um, I think it would be for uh, the entire community to be united and to uh, support each other. Um, there's some incredible work going on uh, right across the country in baseball clubs um, and um, it would be it would be good to see those efforts uh, united and uh, everybody working together for for a, a common cause. Yeah, thank you very much. And uh, the last word, as always, is open to the guests. So, Paul Vernon, thank you very much for coming on the show. Any any last words? Any shout outs? Any parting advice? Um, well, I, I, I think I think um, I'd just like to say thanks to you, Matt, because I think through through this podcast we're we have a, a really good chance of achieving uh, what I just talked about. Um, I think that there's, there's an incredible spirit of cooperation uh, and amongst the, the, the people that you've had on to talk to, um, uh, all, all of who are uh, incredible characters. Um, and I think uh, if everybody um, kind of feels that same way, the same way as, as the people that, that, have, that have spoken to you, uh, then I think baseball's got uh, a really bright future. Um, so yeah, hats off to you for for doing what you're doing and continuing to do what you're doing. Thanks, Paul. That means a lot. Thank you. Um, um, that's from that. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So um, I'm not crying. You're crying. Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm just making an <laughs> onion, <laughs> dropping onions. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, well, thank you very much uh, again. Thank you so much for your time tonight, and um, I really appreciate it. And uh, that's all from me. So, uh, Paul, thank you very much. I really appreciate it. And uh, I'll chat to you soon. And I'll yeah. see you on Tuesday. Good stuff. Take it easy. Ta ra.